It's important to know what's ahead for the Earth's climate, but how do we know? And what role do we play in the Chicago area in discovering what's ahead for the planet? To explain, I'm welcoming back Dr. Scott Collis, an atmospheric scientist at Argonne National Laboratory. Scott, welcome back. Thanks, Melba. So how do you and other scientists make simulations of the climate? Tell us about that. So a climate simulation has a lot in common with a weather simulation that your favorite meteorologist would use to tell you whether to take an umbrella tomorrow. We take measurements of the atmosphere, and we call that time equals zero. That's the initial state. And then we use our knowledge of the way fluids flow, clouds form, to run a simulation to try to predict how that system changes. And when you talk about climate simulations, is that different from how you would do weather forecasting? Yes, it is. So for a weather forecast, we want to know about a specific weather event, what the temperature will be tomorrow or the next day. A climate model, because we run these for so long, you know, 5, 10, 20, even 30 years out into the future, it can no longer predict individual weather events. What we're interested in is the statistics, not when are we getting our next severe storm, but how many severe storms do we expect to see in the future and will they increase? And Scott, what would you say the climate simulations are mainly used for? Well, one vital thing that climate simulations are used for is telling us what the impact our, our carbon footprint is so that we can run various scenarios from business as normal where we emit carbon as we are doing now to even worse scenarios where we emit more as our population grows but also scenarios where we emit less so they can actually tell our decision makers about what various mitigation strategies will do for our future climate. So would it be accurate to say then it's something that even politicians or city planners could use if they're looking at climate simulations say to plan where they're going to put new housing developments or perhaps open new parks or preserves. That's exactly right. And various university groups, such as groups at Northwestern and Policy Center at uh, the University of Chicago, actually take that climate simulation output and then they're actually able to look at how the climate over a place like Chicago is changing and they write reports that can help drive uh, infrastructure that will actually be resilient to climate change. And I'm wondering, what role does Chicago play in simulating climate change, not just for our region, but for the whole world? So there are really three main roles that Chicago has played in building these climate simulations we all depend on. One, at Argonne, we actually run one of the largest climate observation facilities in the world. And we build these simulations and put together the mathematics, describes the way the sky works. That's based off scientific observations of clouds and gases. Second, we have universities, these centers that take climate model output, as I was describing before, and help urban planners design for a future climate city. Finally, if you want to run a climate model, because they're really complex, you need a big computer. And so Chicago is home to one of the largest supercomputers in the world, Theta, which is actually used to run those simulations across tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of individual little computers. I've been speaking with atmospheric scientist Dr. Scott Collis. Great to talk to you. It's always a pleasure, Melba. Have a wonderful week. And if you have a topic or question that you want addressed in our weekly climate segment, you can email climate at wbez.org.